it's Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, the community manager at Micro.blog, and today I am very happy to be talking to Michael Barrett, who is at about half on Micro.blog. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm glad you could come on the show today. Um, spoiler alert, I have to go on vacation, or I say I have to go on vacation. I'm going on vacation for a few days uh, in the middle of the week, and it suddenly struck me. Uh, I didn't make a recording for next Monday, so I really appreciate you coming in at uh, short notice. I'm happy I could jump in quickly. Yeah. And I, I think you do have to go on vacation. It's good for you. Yes. No, it is. It's, I'm looking forward to it. Um but I don't want to miss another Monday. I've missed one uh, back a few months ago. And it's, you know, my record was broken and I, I don't want to break it again. <laughs> um, you get a, a pin for missing or not missing any Mondays? I, I should. My own pin. <laughs> Manton, if you're listening, I would like an actual, you know, um, engraved die press pin for um, 50 micro Mondays. Just FYI. So uh, anyway, um, so Michael, before we get into talking about blogging and everything that you do, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. Uh, well, my name is Michael Barrett, and I keep a website at abouthalf.com, which is my username at micro.blog. And today, um, uh, micro.blog is my website. I'm pushing all of those content, all that content directly to that domain name. I kind of mm-hmm. cobbled together a customized theme while writing in a bunch of CSS, kind of make it the way I make it look the way I want it to look. Mm. Uh, I, by day, I'm a software developer. I work for a company down in Portland, but I'm in the beautiful city of Destiny, Tacoma, Washington. I'm semi-remote at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm working one week in Portland and then three weeks of the month in Tacoma remotely. Uh, so I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds right now. I really like Tacoma. It's a very authentic city. That's a a hipsterized word, but it's just kind of a great community and it's small. And uh, once you're in Tacoma, there's no traffic. You might not believe that if you drive by. It's it's a really nice little community with a cute downtown and it's just really pleasant. It's kind of some of the best of the Southwest. Uh, And I've really grown to like it here. Uh, My family and I are going to move back to Portland here in about nine months. So this has been Mm. sort of a little little vacation for us in a, in a way. Um, I do a lot of JavaScript development in Node and on the browser for my job and work with a team of developers. And I've done that for, oh, a million years now. Uh, and uh, But in my free time, I try to be an artist. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of painting, primarily on my iPad these days. Mm-hmm. I uh, like that more than physical painting because I I kind of am allergic to collecting things. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want piled stuff and and paintings are stuff and they pile up and then they have to go somewhere and they can't just pile up under your bed you'll run out of space under your bed and you might have to put the box there uh so i do a lot of painting on my ipad painting and drawing i go to local figure drawing classes to kind of get additional practice and i've started doing things with the paintings where i i kind of mix and match them with other photographs that i've taken or other paintings and on my instagram accounts i kind of do the thing where I break up very large images into grids and I've been yeah. kind of keeping it up for a long period of time. So my Instagram is one long giant wall of continuous image that just kind of rolls into one image, rolls into the next, into the next. Uh, and it's broken up into gi- giant grids, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I don't actually Instagram the way you're supposed to. I kind of use it as a artistic <laughs> medium. Huh. And I, um, then I, I'll, I like to make sort of wacky websites. Um, uh, 
that are based on my paintings, but are animated in some way or interactive in some way. Uh, one is uh, guacamole duck tips, which is uh, a slow animation of the sun going down and lights coming on in a room and writing appearing in the wall. I have uh, another one. It's uh, do you have a pool.com, which is <laughs> um, uh, an endless motel six that goes forever and ever. So I, I like to kind of make these things that, I was inspired by uh, Raphael Rosendahl, who's a great internet artist and who also makes websites as art, I, among other things. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a thing you can do. So yeah. I, I started uh, kind of creating these things. And that's kind of my, my favorite artistic output right now is to kind of make paintings, break them up into crazy grids on Instagram, and then eventually turn them into websites. Um, wow. So I, I went to art school and then I found myself doing software, which I think a lot of people did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started... Uh, 2000, something like that, when I first moved to the West Coast from Greensboro, North Carolina, mm-hmm. landed in Portland and started, uh, I'd had a domain name, uh, my domain name about half, which I bought in the 90s for a million dollars, I think, cost to get a domain name back then. Yeah. 75. It, it was expensive. <laughs> Not cheap. So I had my little domain name and my first blogging attempt, I cobbled together some terrible CMS with XML files and PHP files and um, built a thing that assembled a website uh, and then eventually moved to WordPress for a long time uh, and grew to have a love-hate relationship with it. It's, uh, it got hacked at least once. And I tried a couple of static website builders and I built my own static website generator. And then just before recently, I was using Squarespace for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's a good product, but I, I really came to find it to be a really high-friction environment for writing. Yeah. Uh, if you're running a business, you know, and you need a great photograph of your storefront or um, your menu in your restaurant, I think it's probably awesome. But uh, I found it was difficult to get anything accomplished. I would actually go and uh, go write in like a, an app like Byword yeah. and just kind of write really freely. And then, okay, now I've got a blog post and then copy and paste and add a bunch of images. But the actual writing process was just high friction. Yeah. And I found that uh, I discovered microblog or kind of rediscovered it. Um, about in April, so years and years ago, when, or not years ago, uh, months and months ago, when um, Manson started the Kickstarter, I remember seeing, I think Sean Gruber posted a link to it on Twitter or something, mm-hmm. and looked at it, this is minimal, this mm-hmm. is so true. And it just kind of stuck in the back of my mind. And then back in April, uh, I was reading Metafilter, and there was this kind of great article about yet another terrible thing Twitter had done. Uh, and <laughs> some of the people in the Metafilter community were talking about micro.blog, and I clicked over and checked it out, and that's when I decided to dive in uh, and started using it. And I found immediately the community just really welcoming and kind of easy to chat with, and it was easy to kind of find uh, cool things to follow. There's some great photographers. Uh, there's some other artists that mm-hmm. I really like. Uh, at Casper, I think he's, he's great. He makes some really interesting um, – uh, digital pieces, but also drawings of mountains and things he's been doing lately are just really cool. So he's worth uh, checking out. Um, but I, I found it to be completely frictionless. I could mm-hmm. go in and just do the thing, and there was a thing. Uh, or throw up a picture, and there it was. Or I could write a long piece if I wanted, or not, or title it, or not. And that complete lack of friction to just start writing something was just a revelation to me. I was like, oh, this is great. I started writing a lot more. Yeah. And I kind of micro.blog is like a, a kind of a journal, kind of a diary, but also, oh, here's an artist I really like. So I would snag a picture and have a link and like, this is an artist and this is what I like about it. And here's an artist and here's what I like about it. And it becomes a sort of ongoing catalog of artistic inspiration for me. And then as I go out in the world and I take a cool photo or I find a cool link or something, uh, I 
throw it up there and there mm-hmm. it is. And it does cross publish to a Twitter account, which I don't use really, yeah. uh, but mostly I just use it there and it kind of powers my website at this moment. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, it's kind of my micro blog story and kind of how I got it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm finding it a, just kind of a refreshing change of pace compared to social media and other, other kind of outlets on the web. It feels kind of old school, you know, right. like, the, you know, but at the same time, it's <laughs> kind of aggregating all these different little blogs together into a common interface, which is really nice. So it's kind of the best of, uh, you know, contemporary app development and, you know, contemporary web usage, but has a nice kind of retro feel to it. Actually, speaking of, you know, your website. So I didn't even realize it was a micro dot blog hosted website. because you did a great job with the CSS. Oh, thank you. Um, But tell me a little bit about that process. What did, um, what did I think other people are going to want to look at this and, and get inspired? Oh, so, well, technically what I did was uh, went to the current, uh, you know, about half dot micro dot blog page, pulled down the HTML Mm -hmm. and set up a little project locally where I uh, just kind of, you know, built out my site and kind of coded the HTML that way. So I looked at the, uh, oh, I can't remember which theme I chose. I chose mm-hmm. a specifically chose a pretty minimal theme that had a layout that was already pretty close to what I wanted. So mm-hmm. name in the upper left-hand corner, links up at the upper right, and mm-hmm. then uh, where I could update the footer. Uh, and then it was just a matter of like changing typography and kind of adding a little bit of a, you know, footer colors, changing a little bit of stuff here and there. So it wasn't a huge overhaul, but mm-hmm. I basically wrote a new style sheet and overrode all of the existing styles and just plugged <laughs> it up in area. Wow. Now, I think I put all that in GitHub. Yeah, I'll definitely link to it. Yeah, so I'm curious about your experience of the social aspect of micro.blog. So when you first started posting on the platform, you know, how did you find other people or how did people find you? I did start with the Discover tab uh, almost mm-hmm. immediately just to kind of go find things. And once I did that, I would click over to somebody's profile and then look at um, uh, and look at their replies. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so they've they've replied to somebody that's like that sounds like an interesting conversation. So I'd go look at it and go, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's an interesting conversation. Then I would maybe follow the person who started that conversation. So I kind of weave around following conversations. I really like the feature where I see at replies to people I don't follow mm-hmm. uh, because it's if it's not important to me, I just past it but if it sounds interesting it's like oh well what's that and then i can click into the conversation and, and see what people are talking about mm-hmm. for me that's been uh, if the conversation is interesting to me then chances are very good that the people are interested to me and i want to follow them uh and so that was a good way for me to kind of get in and start finding people to follow mm-hmm. uh, i still you know cruise through the discover feed and um if i see something neat i will uh go check it out and check out the the feed of the person who posted it mm-hmm. uh and that works pretty well for me um i like the little emoji guys but i always forget they're there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the emoji tag uh they're really cool um but i don't uh, i just it doesn't kind of occur to me to like i'm going to blog by or browse by topic i'm just sort of a i like the serendipity of kind of cruising through and going oh what's that Oh, hey, what's that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's really fun to me. It's I, I kind of it reminds me of the old web of hitting some you know website and hey, here's a link to a thing. Oh, okay, what's this? Yeah. Uh, and then I've been kind of yeah. following my notes where it lands. <laughs> um, I do when if somebody happens to mention me or send me a quick response. That's a it's another way I like uh, if I post something and uh, somebody you know remarks about an image or asks me a question or something. That's almost a instant. Uh, 
relationship for me on mm-hmm. micro.blog. So if somebody is interested enough or cares enough to remark on something I'm posting, mm-hmm. then chances are probably good. We have something in common. So I almost always follow people back once they, once they hit me up with a message. The, the scale of the network or the, the community, really, it's not a network, it's a community, is small enough that I never feel overwhelmed by it. Right. Uh, I never felt like I've gotten a deluge of responses and I don't feel a need to post uh, a million things or reply to a million things. So it's this nice, like every once in a while, like, you know, a nice note comes through. It's really nice. It's kind mm-hmm. of intimate and uh, it has a nice feel to it where it's not noisy and it's not confrontational and it's not, uh, um, you know, a lot of responses to things that you post like, oh, me too, you know, uh, mm-hmm. there's a more feeling of community than uh, adversarial kind of stuff that you might see on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. Yeah, um, we're happy with how the community is evolving its own personality and feel. And it's very much the way we hoped it would turn out. <laughs> so without trying too hard to to guide people or make a lot of rules and, and, and tell people what to do, people have worked it out amongst themselves how to get along and interact. Well, we should probably wrap this up um, before it becomes a macro cast, Michael. I have so many things I'd love to talk about with you, but in the interests of um, timing, before we do that, is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, gosh. I could talk about this all day. I <laughs> really love the, the way that, uh, I mean, the intersection of open web and old school blogging and um, all of this coming together into a nice community and has kind of, you know, made my blogging a lot more productive. Well, not productive, but I, produ- I produce a lot more blogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? Uh, than I did before. And uh, that's, that's great. It's liberating and it's nice to have this output and this outlet that yeah. uh, allows me to showcase work and communicate with folks. And that's really fun. And I look forward to keeping up with it. Um, I hope one day to like, I'd like to see the, you know, community continue to grow and the features continue to grow. Like I customize my site heavenly, but I'd love to see, you know, you know, custom themes and other things like that on microblog. So it really mm-hmm. starts to be a, kind of a real standalone uh, web hosting proposition with the community. And that's definitely where we'd like to go as well as, as we grow. So uh, thank you for the inspiration um, <laughs> to see what, you know, what one can do with a micro.blog hosted um, account and and CSS. And I'll definitely be posting the link um, to your your CSS in case others are interested in having a look. Well, uh, (laughs) folks, if you want to follow Michael on micro.blog, there will be a link in the show notes, or you can go to micro.blog slash about half. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.